0: Production.
1: Welcome to Willow Talk, Tuesdays and Thursdays at the moment. This is our second of the week after Travis Head. Early in the week, Brad Haddon, good to see you
0: again. How are you? It's good to see you. How good was Travis Head midweek? Yeah. He's just got a, a pretty relaxed take on the game. Nothing really phases him. He's Can't not, not going to able- die of stress, is he? No. Nah. And I tell you what, though, he's going to be a big, big player in this World Cup in India, especially mm. with the style of game that he plays at the top of the order. He'll take the game on, allow David Warner to get into his innings and watch out for him being one of the main players. Looking at that one-day squad, and this, by the way, is a and a section uh, of Willow Talk or edition yeah, of Willow yeah, Talk. Yeah. So we've
1: got this coming up. So hang on a sec. We've got all your questions that you've sent in via social media. But just to, just to touch on that one-day squad again... We could conceivably play it at an 11 with five all-rounders in it, like five absolute all-rounders, not just, oh, they bowl a bit. And I'm not including Travis Head in this.
0: Like, it's incredible
1: depth for all skills of the game covered.
0: Well, you need it in India in a World Cup because the conditions can change so much from the round games to, to the finals. You might go in with, for example... Three quicks to start the tournament when there's a bit in the wickets, um, there's a bit of dew around or Hmm. there's a bit of grass on the surface. But on the back end of the tournament, you might only need one fast bowler, a couple of all-rounders, and and the option of three spinners. So it's a very clever squad for, for conditions that Australia put together.
1: And have a look at it. It's all over the Triple M and also uh, Willow Talk socials, the the squads. We won't go through them right now, but they're all up there. But this is about a Q&A. And uh, to follow us on TikTok and Instagram, at Willow Talk Podcasts, to get involved in the show, a number of you have... We put out the call earlier in the week. Producer Sam went and found whatever photo there is, stock photo of Brad Haddon with dyed hair and put that up. and it's just a you hot summer.
0: <laughs> How many of them? Mate, it was it a hot summer. It looked to be summer. about four yeah. hot summers in a row. Yeah, hot summers at the beach a lot. Mm. Uh, just getting used to the Sydney lifestyle and, and then common sense. Um, the best was an early Brad Haddon one with a little bit of puppy fat on it as well. <laughs> that was
1: all <laughs> He's like, he's like a that, cherub. I was about 12. <laughs> we've got a question like that along these lines here. But um, thank you for all these questions, everyone. We're going to start with an audio one, and we've got uh, Nick on Instagram. You can do this. You can just, um, you know, tape yourself, put it through on Instagram, slide into our DMs with whatever you want, keep it clean if you could, and we'll play them. And here's Nick on Instagram, a question. Hey, Hads, Nick from Adelaide here. I noticed during your career that you always used to turn to third man or fine leg to celebrate a catch. Mark Nicholas also brought this up on commentary once um, as an observation that he made. Just wondering why you used to do that. Cheers.
0: Well, first and foremost, it's good that Mark Nicholas... Seen that he normally didn't watch a cricket. Some of the stuff <laughs> that he said didn't make sense. Um, so that's a, that's a good start. He looked like Rod Stewart when he did those crosses <laughs> at the last Ashes with Channel Nine. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, that's a different story. Uh, I tell you how that did come about. I'd been out of the game for some time, and and I remember coming back uh, against Sri Lanka in a in a one day game at the. MCG and, and dived just in front of uh, gully, took a one hand catch. <laughs> of <course you> did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's the rider gully actually. Um, took it and, and sort of just um, stood up and went, "Oh well," shrugged the shoulders, hands up, and and sort of played up to the crowd. That the boys liked it. Um, it got a bit of a laugh through the group and took the tension out of uh, mm. what was happening in the middle. And since then, every time you, you dived and took a one-hand catch or did something special that the boys sort of uh, expected. it. So I played up a little bit. It was a bit for the crowd. So palms up. So it, was, it wasn't it up. to anyone. It was just, oh, oh I feel like well. doing this because I'm good. Oh, well, mean I've just dived three and a half metres well. I just, that's what happened. You never pointed to the name on the back of the jersey? No, nah, never. Well, the soccer players nah. do sometimes.
1: <laughs> no. Nah. What about, uh, like, because keepers are, like, you know, invariably catch ball, especially for a simple one. Or, like, a really difficult one for Johnny Besto, but a, a, a simple one. <laughs> Sorry, we're still going on that theme. Simple one, and there's just bang in the gloves, up we go. Thank you very much, up in the air. Did you ever stuff that up in any way? Like, throw it up in the air and it landed on someone's head or, you know? Or you've thrown it
0: up too quickly and the umpires had to second guess whether or not you've actually gloved it properly? No, I've I've never had that happen. Mm. Um, I never got one and and the umpire said you didn't hold it long enough. I had thrown ones up and you get overexcited and everyone runs in and all all of a sudden (laughs) sudden you hear someone coming from... From uh, mid-wicket say, heads, heads, and everyone ducks, and um, the ball's about two metres away. So that, that's just some of the uh, things that keep small minds amused when we're out in the field. <laughs> it can be long days sometimes, long, I'd imagine. Days. Can be long days. So thank you, Nick, on Instagram
1: for that uh, question. Rebecca on Facebook asks, who is a player you respect or wish you could have played with? It was one and the same, really. So yeah. someone that you greatly respected, you wish you uh, would have lined up with. Oh,
0: I could sit here for hours and, and mm. say a, a number of names, but I, I think the one, and this probably brought me into to cricket, the, the style of game that he used to play was was Viv Richards. Yeah. Um, the, the swagger, the chewing gum, the the hat, just taking on the fast bowls. And, and I'd, I'd just like to be at the other end to someone who's in total control of the whole match. Yeah. And he dictated terms. You had everyone out there intimidated of what he was going to do. The crowd loved him. Yeah, had times when you're batting at the other end to, to Ricky Ponty and you just look down there and just go, how are they going to get him out? <laughs> but I think having Viv's aura around the game, and he was probably before his time as well, and I think the reason I would have liked to play with him, I would have liked to see him play now. He was mm. so good in dominating his era, but... He probably played the style of game that's more suited to, to what's going on now. So Viv Richards is the one. I, I think if you walked out with Viv, you would grow taller. Do you reckon he'd wear a helmet now? I think so. I think he'd definitely wear a helmet now. You, you get brought up in that era not wearing a helmet, but I, I think this day and age, um, he, he'd wear a helmet. Just extraordinary. Oh, he didn't extraordinary. Wear, like some of those pitches that were served up in the 80s, like a
1: little uneven let's be honest, some of them, and he never even thought about wearing one.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to that, though. Like, you, you never thought about it, but if someone came out today without a helmet on, mm. you, you'd just go straight after him. Yeah. But in his day and age, they, they it, it was uncommon to see someone with a helmet, so it wasn't so much about trying to – or he had the body line series, but you weren't trying to hit them every ball. If you seen it today, it would be a mm. bit different. But that's why you'd like to have him in, in your team. He was so unique. He picked up length quicker than uh, most players that I've ever seen. And, and just the aura and the the presence he had at the wicket, I'd like to have him on my team. And what kind of captain he was would be
1: fascinating to go inside those dressing rooms, the Wendy's dressing rooms, and like the most talented guy probably in the world at one stage, not probably, definitely in the world at one stage, and yet he's the captain as well. And sometimes that doesn't marry up too well, but he must have been a – Damn good leader, but to to keep everything under control in a very talented dressing room. Well,
0: he obviously had an extremely talented team, and and captain a team like that, I can only go to what Mitchell Johnson did in two thousand and thirteen, where mm. where he when he bowled, there were grown men petrified, <laughs> absolutely petrified that that they were going to get hurt. Mm. But Viv had four of those guys that the whole world were petrified. So imagine walking out knowing they were behind you. You'd chew your chewing gum harder. You'd, you'd swagger a bit more, and and I think that's why you'd want Viv in your team, just that presence. And mm. and everyone grew around him. Did you play at his ground in the World Cup that was over there in the, Antigua? Yeah, yeah, the one that they
1: didn't build too well, too well. On in my, readiness, yeah.
0: On my first Test tour, where I played, I played my first Test in Kingston, Jamaica. Then we played at his ground this the second Test mm. match and. It got rained off for a bit and all of a sudden he's walked in with white linen pants, a white shirt, buttoned half down. And we had some big boys in there. Like you had Hayden, uh, Ponting, great to the game. And and all of a sudden the the room just went silent. Viv came in and and held court for for about an hour and a half in in the rain delay. I I remember just sitting there, (laughs) not saying one word. I I didn't move. What was he saying? I don't know. I, I was just too busy going, <laughs> wow, this is your Richards," But it well, was just – he actually was – no, he, I do know. He, he was talking a lot about he loved the way the, the Australians played. He was talking mm. a lot to Ricky Ponting about the, the short ball and he loved the way Matthew Hayden took the game on it and, and they were going back at him with questions about his era. So it was one of those education pieces that you just yeah. sat there and went, wow, th- this is – this is only my second test match, but does this happen every test?
1: Imagine, <laughs> yeah. Imagine copying a compliment from Viv Richards
0: about how good you are at cricket. Oh man,
1: it's like Albert Einstein telling you how smart you are. It's yeah. Like, I,
0: oof, I, okay. I, I was just I was sitting there with Watto and guys like that, and and we were really lucky that he didn't come to us because mm. we were just their mouth open, just nodding. <laughs> <laughs> so if he had said Shane Hads. Uh, What what do you think? We just said, yep. (laughs) (laughs) We're just in awe. So, yeah, Bib Richards is is the one. Luke on Instagram, uh, next question. If England picked folks ahead of Bairstow, do you think it changes the result, Ads. Well, this is a good question um, because the the first two games, I I think Bairstow's gloves cost him a couple of times. Hmm. Yeah, I I think it could have. But then on the flip side, he had a couple of good batting in. So did he he even it up in the end? So I'm, I'm always... One to pick your best keeper first. I would have had folks in. I, mm. I would still have still had Bairstow in there as a bat because he can turn the game. But, yeah, it's a hard one to answer because Johnny Bairstow played a, um, some unbelievable knocks. But, yeah, I think in that first test match, there was a couple of moments there if uh, folks was keeping it, he could have been a different result. So what's the answer there, Hads? Is it A, yes, yes. B, no, or C, fence sit? No, I'm not fence sitting. Yes, I, I think that um, folks could have made a difference in the series. There you go. Big, big, you you were
1: banging on about it before yep. the series. You, you knew what they were going to do and you were telling yep. them that it was going to be a mistake. So Chris on Facebook, next question. Who was your favourite player when you played at the old Canberra Comets? And do you think the Comets could ever make a comeback to domestic
0: cricket? Is there space for them? Well, the first part of that is easy. It was Merv Hughes. <laughs> I, I remember. What a about, role model. Speaking of role models. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> about role models. I I was a young up and coming cricketer coming through, and and the Canberra Comments came at a perfect time for me. Yeah, because everyone at my age was trying to get picked in in first grade cricket in Sydney and trying to make their mark, and and I was lucky enough to to play domestic cricket around the country. Mm. Um, I was playing with the Comments, and and I remember we just signed Merv Hughes, and and the CEO um, rang us and said, "Oh, let's go out and meet Merv. He's he's coming to the town just to to do all the promotions and all mm. that stuff around it." So. I walked into the, the Kingston Hotel. Sam will know that well, our, our producer. We spent a lot of time crawling out of there. And I walked in thinking how good is this to, to meet an international cricketer, yeah. Merv Hughes' stature. We didn't get a lot of that in Canberra. And I looked over to my left and, as I walked in and Merv Hughes had two bottles of Corona <laughs> going down <laughs> his gullet. <laughs> And I thought, wow, this is going to be a really interesting season. <laughs> first impression—that was the first time I seen <laughs> him. First time I met Merv Hughes, he was sculling two Coronas. I just thought, wow, I've just turned eighteen. This is going to be a really interesting time. But I tell you, where it was interesting, we 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 didn't win a game through that series. We we only beat Victoria. Yeah, and Merv Hughes did a really good job for us. He away from the the two Coronas down his gullop every mm-hmm. other night. He had a really good knowledge of the game. Um, he had his stand in the game. He's a, he's a big heart. He won a lot of big moments for Australia. So it was good to talk to him. But he bowled about 105 Ks an hour when he uh, came back. He hit the top of off and he was hard to get away. Yeah. Then the day we're playing Victoria, he had um, the great Dean Jones there and some of his ex-teammates. Had, he, he wanted a piece of, he goes, stand back a bit further today, young fella. You're just going to see Murphys. <laughs> I thought, oh, yeah, whatever. He wasn't 120 <laughs> that day. He he was Merv Hughes, yeah. the test player, the great, the the one who was snarling, kissing Alan Border in the ear, licking Alan Border <laughs> mate. He was a different cricketer. And that day we, we beat Victoria. We beat Victoria as our only win. A, a funny story, actually. I, I remember batting. Well, three for thirty. And, and I was lucky enough to get some runs in in that mm. game. And I, I was at the non-strikers end and, and it was still a a bit surreal playing against something like the, the Dean Joneses and, yeah. and you play. And, and Dean Jones was walking over to me and I was at the non-striker. He was at mid on I'm thinking, wow, I wonder what Dean Jones is going to say to me. I'm a young kid um, trying to make his way. And he looked me in the eye and said, you don't deserve to be on the same field as me. <laughs> <laughs> and and turned his back and walked away. And I went, oh anyway, i got men. The match got yeah. nearly uh, 90-odd. But it's funny, 15 years later, we were coaching together at Islamabad. Mm. We were down having a beer at the bar and I said to Dina, mate, do you remember saying this to me? And I thought he'd say, mate, I wouldn't say that, um, young bloke. Yeah. And he goes, looked at me again, straight in the eye and goes, yeah, it's probably something that I'd say. So <laughs> he wasn't denying it. Outstanding. How was the celebration
1: that night after beating the Vicks? Did Merv lead the way? It, it was like we won three World Cups. <laughs>
0: It was unbelievable. So, what
1: was bigger—the the celebration in the Windies when you won that one—and everyone was,
0: <laughs> no, nothing tops that. Nothing tops the comets. <laughs> oh, really? No, we we weren't expected to to win a game. We we had we had school teachers, we had accountants, yeah. we had half our team was public service that didn't want to get hit with a cricket ball. <laughs> but Bob was, Hawk style. Yeah. <laughs> But to to win a game was, yeah. was enormous, and to do it against the Victorians when we seen the real Merv Hughes, we had Darren Berry chirping away at us the whole game. To, to win it was a, a huge event for Canberra at the time. You'd think if Cricket
1: Australia ever worked out there was enough depth that we needed another one that it comes back. It's probably the the go-to, unless, what, they put a northern New South Wales in or something like that. You'd imagine that that's the one to come back in. But can you see it happening or is the spread of talent pretty
0: good at the moment? You don't really need to fiddle with it. I, I can't see it coming into the, the 2020. What, what I could see... And this is a bit um, left field. I I could see the Thunder taking more games there.
1: There has been whispers that if it doesn't improve, this is a wild rumour, I know, but if it doesn't improve for the Thunder in the west of Sydney, that
0: down the... And they're in the right colours for your Canberra Raiders almost. Well, it makes sense. Um, You get a good good following um, there in Canberra. You're close to the Riverina and the south Mm. coast where it's not a tough drive to get there. And, And if we're honest, the Thunder's crowd haven't been overly enthusiastic about the Thunder for some time. So mm. I, I see an opportunity maybe that, that the Thunder could move down to, to Canberra. The only way I see them getting back in, and I think this makes more sense than anything, is in four-day cricket. I, I think it'll be a great opportunity. You've got all the facilities there now. Mm. You've got a great wicket at Marnica Oval. It's hosted international cricket, so cricket. Then I, you I, need to buy in shield rounds. Doesn't so matter? No, do nah, yeah. life goes on. Just it's going to give yep. fifteen
1: to twenty more cricketers an opportunity at first class level.
0: Yeah, and, and we're not using the um, uh, center of excellence as much anymore in in Queensland. So I, I think that the in for Canberra is mm. not through the twenty twenty form of the game. It's more through the Shield cricket. Fair enough. Our next question is about uh, university.
1: Brad, when you played for ANU, did you ever have to enrol
0: in a course? So you played grade cricket in Canberra for. And you? Well, I started, it's an interesting story. I actually started my grade cricket as a 12 year old, actually, at Queanbeyan. I played fifth grade cricket 12? Yep. I, I played fifth grade for a couple of years <laughs> as a 12 year old. I, I was quite short. So I look, when they do the photo at the end of the year, yeah, I look like the mascot. You were hiding behind your pads. My, my, my feet weren't touching the ground. But <laughs> what had happened is I had a little bit of success. I got picked for um, as a 15 year old for ACT to. To go to the national championships, I made a merit team there, yep. um, the Australian merit team. Then ANU came to me and offered me a first grade spot. So, I've only ever actually played two grades. I have played fifth grade mm. and first grade at ANU. So, at, at uh, age 15. 15. So, I just just turned 15. So, did I have to enroll in uni? No, because I was still doing year nine. You were in year nine. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. weren't that, you,
1: you're a smart enough guy. Yep. You're not dumb, but you weren't that smart to start a uni course in well, year nine. N-
0: not not at 14. <laughs> if they were talking about um, cricket and setting fields and, and understanding momentum of the game, I was good at that. Saw geometry. Yeah. But I, I was definitely, I didn't have to enroll because I was way too young. And by the time I left ANU, to come to Sydney, yep. I'd just turned eighteen and just finished school. So yeah, I had that's a good when, time there, It's around you?
1: the time you found the um the hair dye as well.
0: well it's hot. But you go straight from Canberra, <laughs> where well, it's quite cold down there, as you know, to, to a beautiful um oh, sunny Sydney. And there. the salt from the sea, yeah. Oh, yeah, all yeah, that's what
1: turned your hair blonde. Yeah. Last one before our first break. Jack on Instagram. Here we go. Jack on Instagram has sent us a question. Yo, it's Jack from Brisbane. Huds, uh, do you reckon Steve Smith will find himself back in the Australia T20 team as an opener now that Aaron Finch has retired? Obviously, they're pretty set on Mitchell Marsh there at three. Surely, Steve Smith showed in the BBL that he's he's got to be in the team. Obviously, I reckon in my opinion.
0: And if not, why not? Who could be the opener? Anyway, cheers. cheers for that, lads. Well, 100%. And I think that's why Steve Smith played Big Bash last year. Mm. He hadn't played Big Bash for for quite some time. He concentrated on on dominating the world in, in test cricket, which, which he didn't. He came back to to Big Bash and, and dominated that competition, showed everyone around the, the world how good he is um, when he puts his mind to it and can prepare for that. So I, I think he'll be at the top of the order of the 2020 Next World Cup. Um, Which is next year. Next year yep. with, with David Warner and they'll continue with, with Mitch Marsh at uh, number three. The other thing Steve Smith brings to a, a 2020 team is his athleticism in the field. He's mm. a great catcher. He puts himself in all the hot spots. Tactically, he, he's really good. So we'll see a new captain now in, in Mitch Marsh. So have someone like Steve Smith around. Mm. Um, will be beneficial for him. So I think it's a a great position for him. One, he plays fast bowling as as well as anyone. But two, they do decide to open with a spin. He's one player that can get off strike every ball um, or he can take the spin down the ground. So, yeah, I see Steve Smith as the obvious choice to, to open in 2020. Jack on Instagram, thank you for that question, mate. And you did it while
1: watching the footy. So who says blokes can't do two things at once? That's outstanding multitasking there from Jack on Instagram. Uh, A few more questions on the way on Willow Talk. Quick break now. Welcome back to Willow Talk, this Q&A session with Adam Peacock and Brad Haddon. We've got uh, a question, an audio one, another one from Elliot via Instagram.
0: G'day, Hads. Uh, Elliot here from up in Townsville. Uh, just a quick one. I mean, obviously, you're everyone's favourite New South Wales wicketkeeper, except for the great Daniel Smith. In terms of spinners you kept to, who was the biggest consistent turner of the ball in all conditions, could always get plenty out of it? That's an easy answer. Mm. And he, he probably was one of the big reasons I got the opportunity to play test cricket. Wicketkeepers, I think, a judge on how well they go up to the stumps. Um, and, and being from New South Wales, when I first started, we, we had the dark clay at the, the SCG, day three and four. You're in the ball, yeah. in the ball game, every ball. So it was Stuart McGill bar none. He, he was unbelievable the amount of turn he got. And for me, that, that's when my job started. Day three and four of a shield game, I had Stuart McGill coming out of the, the rough that Nathan Bracken and Stuart mm. Clark created, and, and that's where I earned my money.
1: With Stewie the way he bowled, was it just a natural way that he had of release or was he actually just giving it an almighty rip out of the hand? Yeah,
0: you you could hear it out of his hand. The more and more I kept to him, he had a lot of tricks, Sure, He had, had a great wrong and he had a good back spinner. But by the end, when you build up relationships with your spinners, you can see after he's coming in for a couple of steps, oh, this is going to be his wrong or or, or this is going to be the the big... Off the runner. Yeah, off the runner. Or how he's holding the ball. Yeah, different little cues you just pick up subconsciously but Stuart McGill to me was... I I, I was privileged to have someone like him Mm. in my team and and my later years when I was captaining, I I used to bowl him at the back end of one-day games Mm. because they'd just run past and give me a couple of stump and sand the game every time. (laughs) (laughs) Just get back in the sheds, boys. Yeah, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Bowler wrong and let get hit for four. I'm going to hit Ms. McGill over mid-on. Mm. I'm stumped. Thanks, Brad. Another stat. It's
1: good to see I saw him on a YouTube series with the professor and, and those guys. So it's good to see him stick his head out there as well. He's been, you know, he's had he, his problems uh, during the last couple of years, but good to see him out and about. And he's obviously got a lot to give if he can get back to that in terms of spin bowling. Imagine the uh, the knowledge he could impart. Ross on Facebook. Pretty simple question, this one but I want a top three. He's asked worst roommate and why. Now, you've previously on editions of Willow Talk explained that one. So give us a top three, heads, starting with the one that we already know about.
0: Oh, I mentioned Doug Bollinger. Yeah. But in, in saying that, Doug, Doug, he just couldn't sit still. <laughs> no matter what time of the day it was, he he wanted to do something. He was bad in a good way. Yeah, he's but he, well he was also a, yeah. a very good roommate because he's loyal. And if you slept through your alarm, he'd be up, he'd wake you up, You would have your yeah. bags packed if you had a big night. But Don Nash, I don't know if you remember him. He, he was a, a fast bowler for New South Wales, a mm. beautiful wrist. They they called him the Webber, Queensland did. They, he had skinny legs and a, a <laughs> bit of, a, bit of a, uh, a stomach. But I had to room with him <laughs> um, a, a, cu- a couple of times. One was in a, a Shield game against Tassie. Yeah. And he said, oh, I'm going out for a couple of drinks. He's a country boy from Dubbo, So he, he liked a can. Yeah. Um, And I woke up to a bit going on and it was about 6.30 and I couldn't see him in his bed so I didn't worry about it. And about 8 o'clock came, I'm getting ready and I walked over him. He he was asleep on the floor still with his six nuggets and sweet and sour sauce. And I went down to breakfast, you know, (laughs) what are we going to do here? I didn't say anything. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, he's gone out and got six for, oh, yeah. uh, went through Tassie, got six for 30. I thought, that was his fuel. Oh, mate, how did he do that? <laughs> and so I thought that night he'd come home from his sleep. Yeah. He did it again. <laughs> but one time that nearly got him was in a one-day final. Oh, yeah? And I, I had to draw the line a little bit here. We were playing a one-day final against Queensland and, mate, we are in a bit of trouble. He, he was bowling backwards. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I never, I've never, i never done this in my career, but he didn't come home. He didn't come home <laughs> he, he to 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. And when he did come home, he he left the shower on and it all my hotel room was soaked. So I got <laughs> up in the morning. He's passed out. I thought, oh, smelling like rum, being from the country. <laughs> I'm thinking this is not going to be a good day. And he's come out and bowled backwards the first <laughs> – Two overs. So I thought, hang on, I'm the only one that knows this. We're in a one-day final against Queensland. What, what am I going to do? So I think about it. I walked up to him and I said, mate, enough's enough. He's, he's sweating. I can smell <laughs> the rum. If you don't put in, mm. I'm going to dob <laughs> because you've gone too far now. It's a one-day final. This, this is not on. Like yeah. enough's enough. Anyway, he might have had none for eighteen off two, then you end up having three for thirty off ten, and <laughs> he was uh, he got back into the game. But um, yeah, he, he he was an interesting one. Turned um, into Glenn McGrath. Yeah, we we didn't have uh, many roomies. No, no, we we a, a lot of our time was um, with with no one. Mm. Um, well, you get to the Australian side now, and you get your own room. Yeah, I would have thought all, all, all the time. Yeah. and the, in my last year's state cricket, a lot of the. Uh, um oh, I've got one. <laughs> he just right out of nowhere. Yeah. Right I go. I, I had to room with Michael Bevan. Oh yeah. And and Bevo turned into a fitness first? No no. He he has issues with noise and sleep. He, oh, okay. He, so he covers the little dot on the television. So he he's a bad sleeper, loves yeah. his sleep and I remember our roommates you got a peak cut with Ferris, hadn't with Bevan. Shit, <laughs> I'm only young. What What am I going to do? So I remember getting into bed and, and not moving, and too scared. And every time you moved, you rustled. You could feel him look because you, you're, you're right next to each other. And <laughs> he needed earmuffs, mate. It, it was unbelievable. In. Like any bit of light, he taped. And, and I woke up of mm-hmm. the three minutes sleep I had for the whole night, and I could feel someone looking at me. <laughs> And he's sitting on the end of his bed, staring. And he said, "You snore." And, and I said to myself, hey, "How do I snore? i was too scared to sleep." <laughs> so yeah, Bevo was when you got him, a young player. It, the first thing you, we worked out after that, I'd go, "I snore, I snore," and <laughs> you yeah. would go, "I'm not having yeah. you. I'm not having you." He just wanted his own room. Oh, surely, like, mate. But you got to give it to him because yeah. he, as a, the the standing he had in the game and and yeah, being a, a young guy, you, you were too scared to to piss your senior players off because if you piss Bevo off, or if you're room with Stephen, you you mightn't get picked. You ever <laughs> room with Steve Wall? Yep. How was that? He was good. Oh, he was right. Yeah. Okay. He always had a bottle of sub and comfort. Him, you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't rip into the John Williamson to get himself to sleep or anything like that, nah, did he? Tago was good. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. One another one along the state uh, cricket lines here. Riley on Instagram. G'day, Hads. You hit the Mercantile Mutual sign at the Wacker in 2000, which won you 150K. According to a New South Wales Blues trading card, this money was shared with your teammates. Are you able to share how this money was spent and how many slabs of beer it bought?
0: I can share. It was a, I remember the day I hit, hit, hit the ball, actually. I hit it straight down the ground and, mm. I, and I could see from halfway that, that it was going to hit the sign. And New South Wales, we, we hit it a lot. Yeah. Like Shane Lee um, hit it, a few others hit it. Jackpotted, it jackpotted, didn't it? Well, from dep- game to game? Yeah, it depends. And I hit it at 150,000 and mm. I remember jumping up with Corey Richards. Man, we're only young. Yeah. Thinking, how good's this? And Justin Langer walked past me and he, he goes, he's blowing up. Respect the game. Do this. <laughs> he goes, it's not a bloody circus. I said, it's my circus. Now I just want 150,000. <laughs> um, what happened is it worked on Pro Rata. So on obviously how many games you play, we've got it broken up. Okay. And you got a share, but the guy that hit it got two shares. For the season. Yeah. So everyone who played a game, whether it's one or played the whole season, got their share of it. And that was only fair. That was uh, Stephen had hit it, um, Shane had hit it, and that was all um, all sorted before the start of the season. You didn't think about doing the Richard Hadley and doing what he did with the,
1: the player of the uh, Benson and Hedges Cup one year and just keep the car for himself?
0: No, we we can do it, we, mate. Imagine if I said after Stephen had um, given everyone Shane. Oh, by the way, I'm going to keep it myself. <laughs> so but it was all done at the start of the season. It was all. Yeah. Um, so everyone got the the share. But oh, I tell you what was good from the players. They recognised the the fact. Like whether you get like ten grand or five mm. grand put in your um, bank at the end of the year. On our Mad Monday, I, I did get a lot of free drinks. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Daniel on Instagram, another
1: audio question. Gay okay, boys, Dan from Wollongong. Just a quick one for Ask Hads. You got to play at the level that us plebs only ever dreamed about. <laughs> but what was the most village thing Hads ever experienced as a cricketer?
0: Easy. Yeah. The, the, this is not even close. Yeah. Far arm yeah. at. <laughs> yes. Walking out with no cricket bat. <laughs> He, he didn't take two steps. Hell. He got onto the field and Hell. sort of realised, I, I, I don't have my cricket bat. Hell. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> were you in the sheds when he walked out? No. were I, I you the, out there in mate, the middle? I tell the other thing about it. He might as well, the way he batted, not use one anyway. <laughs> that, that might have been what he was thinking anyway. But I can understand your box <laughs> or forgetting your helmet, dropping a glove, but how, how do you walk out with no cricket bat? I've gone. I've gone out. How did it end? Did he walk back and get it? he just realised about when he was getting just close to the square where he's got a marked centre with his bat. He goes, (laughs) I don't have the bat. And he turned around and someone ran his cricket bat out. Because if he went out and got it, he could have got timed out. Oh, mate. How, how, do, how does that happen? He might have thought he was in the backyard again.
1: They are just playing with one bat, so hit, drop the bat and run. I don't oh, no. know. Anyway, that was the most village thing I've ever, ever seen. <laughs> uh, and finally, Emma on Instagram asks, thoughts on Nathan Lyon joining the Renegades?
0: Ridiculous. (laughs) It's very – Absolutely ridiculous. Like He's come
1: here to New South Wales. He's from New South Wales originally. He's been around the place obviously. Well,
0: he's New South Wales through and through. Uh, He's a 10-year player for the Sixers. And say he wasn't at the Sixers. We've got other contracts at the Thunder. Mm. So all up you've got 30 contracts. And and we're not talking about someone who's just coming into the system. We're we're talking about a grade of the game just about to get – 500 test wickets, doesn't sit well that someone with the passion for, for New South Wales, and, and you can throw out um, all the corporate lines, oh, this is franchise cricket, I, I'm not standing Gee, for that. You're into him. Well, you into him or are nah, you into the fact I, that they didn't keep him? Well, Nathan Lyon didn't want to leave. He, he doesn't want to leave New South Wales. Okay. He, he's been there 10 years, that's his home. So good luck to the Renegades, mate. That, they've got a great bowler on that wicket. Be, is he going to play much though? He'll play enough. Well, play the test with,
1: series is the tests are kind of spread out over yeah, December and January. Well,
0: they play the business end, and we've seen it on yeah. a number of occasions with the Sixers where they've been just sort of going okay. Then Steve Smith comes back and gets three hundreds in a row. And yeah. He, so yeah, I don't like someone of Nathan standing that he's had to leave uh, New South Wales. You know what my hope is? What's that? When he comes out to bat, he takes his bat <laughs> like five. <at> a <laughs>
1: I think he will. You can't get nervous. your head around that, can oh, you? I just can't
0: work out how you can do that. Like how? Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: no, impossible. Well, Where I, was I it? I don't know either.
0: I think it was up at uh, like uh the, the top end somewhere. Like, oh. I think it was a, a way um Shield game but maybe the humidity got to him or something. Something, <laughs> something got to him. Fantastic.
1: Uh, that was a Q&A. We'll do a few of these over the next few months in between talking about all the cricket that's happening around the world. And there's plenty happening with the white ball stuff on the horizon. We've got uh, some chats coming up with some yep. Australian cricketers and we'll get a few guests in. But uh, the point is twice a week, Willow Talk will be here talking cricket with myself, Adam Peacock and Brad Haddon as well. Hads, thanks for those uh, stories. Good fun.
0: You had me in tears twice. Yeah, that, yeah thanks for, for all the listeners to write in. But you remember, there's two on this podcast. Yeah. So you've got some demons. A lot of those voices I recognise from mates that you no, have no, a drink. No, no, not with. one. I can get a few, but not one of those. Mm. So, but yeah, those mates—that's the problem. Well, those ones that you do, I'd mm. like to maybe even some statements about Adam Peacock or some stories themselves. I'm happy to listen. Mm. I'm happy to embellish them if you only want to give me the half of the story. I'll I'll grow it. Well, my mate, Gav listens to this a fair bit. Okay, so Gav. he can send an audio one in. And yeah. he can tell a story, old Gab, so
1: oh. yeah, he, he could throw anything at us.
0: Gab, you're going to come on every Thursday show. <laughs> you're going to have your own segment. <laughs>
1: uh, Gab's Gab Fest. Uh, Hads, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. That's Willow Talk for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with plenty more cricket.